Yeah. Yeah, we can we can clip some of the tangents as like special like hey, do you want to see this special tangent? Subscribe to Clean Technica, you know, $3 a month, whatever. <laughs> if, <laughs> the juicy details. If Tesla employees gone wild. If, if you're one of the five people that love the rantings of a madman and want more. It's yeah. just $3 a month yeah, for yeah. the rest of your life. <laughs> no exit clause. Join our Patreon. <laughs> that's always the Patreon thing. Like, like, hey, do you want more more stuff that's yeah. even more redundant? Join the Patreon. You see that with so many yeah. of these, yeah. these, these YouTubers yeah. and stuff. We, we can leave some juicy bits for subscribers and, you know, you, you get the yeah. really exclusive. And that's all the good fun. And stuff that, you, you know, nobody needs to know, but it's like... This is the, this is the fun stuff, you know. Yeah, and that's, and that's yeah, one of the one of the fascinating things, and the reason why I tell stories like that is um, is because what makes the story so fascinating is how improbable the unfolding of all of this is and was. Mm-hmm. How imp- how how incredibly improbable the um, the outcome would be, and uh, and what, how improbable it has be- how, how it has become. Uh, because for any other company. It, I'm sure it'd be like, oh man, we have to build these. Tra- I, I mean, I don't, I didn't sign up yeah. to build a trailer. No, I'm and good. Uh, yeah. it's five o'clock, and yeah. <laughs> uh, everyone go home. It's just like we're not building a trailer today. Where it's just like my no, blood, my blood sugar's low. I gotta eat. Yeah. Something. Oh yeah. Like, we did not eat. <laughs> like there was no eating. It was so funny. We had people making runs to like. Um, like like a Costco or something, and there was literally like these ration runs, and we literally have a wrench and we have like a protein bar, like <laughs> you know, like like that was there was there was like um um and that was but and that so, was and so these it. cars this was mid two thousand this was like the first this is uh that, at that point it'd be like September two thousand twelve September two thousand twelve so that, just that's a, when the trailers were starting to use just a few months after the Model S First hit the market yeah. like just really 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 early Model S's mm-hmm. uh, and they were all gone uh, they were all initially going around California I assume right it was, it was yeah original um, original team was um, uh, around California and we were um, the thing was was to deliver them on truck and trailers you know the the F-250 Super Duty mm-hmm. with the yeah. with the uh, Featherlight trailer um, but before we got the Featherlights we were using the U-Haul trailers um, that like the auto loaders that were we totally maxed out the spec for them because the other uh-huh. model model has like forty nine hundred pounds and so that thing was done like Ugh! like when it was holding it but it did, did okay and those things are the limited speed for those like fifty five miles an hour on the highway these U haul trailers and and that was what we were using in the interim we were renting them and um and so the California guys particularly like Los Angeles and things like they were delivering to like people that lived on like sides of mountains and like it would be like like two track paths and then they'd have to back down like after like unload unload the cars and there's some crazy things (laughs) this is one guy um his name's brandon classic story we were talking with doreen who was the head of uh, north american sales at that time she was kind of like heading out the team she was like our daily contact and um we kind of and then dan migan was like our team lead um dan's like Tesla led. He's like such an such an amazing guy. He'd be an amazing interview. But um, uh, I think people outside of Tesla, you know, we we don't know that many names from Tesla. There, you know, yeah, there like, are so yeah. There like are you so many you guys. you you mentioned a lot of people like uh, last time. Every time we talk, like uh, it's clear like to you, this is like a really well known person in Tesla, and it's, I'm like don't re- don't really know if I've ever heard that name before. It's like you yeah, know, it's, it's like, like within circles, you know. Yeah. yeah. 
So, I mean, Broadway, well, the coverage is huge. so much Elon, maybe like JB, maybe, you know, back in the day, George, Black and Chip. But it's like, you know, you don't really, there's almost, almost never does other, do, do like names come out that are not like on the top tier of the executive team. Yeah. Yeah. And Elon's really good about that. Like he'll, he's really good about thanking the team uh, when he does, yeah. um, when he addresses, um, you know, at events and things like that. Um, because it's true. I mean, he is, um, He's kind of the the personification and the role model because he is he is the ultimate role model when it comes yeah, to and it seems like he really takes that that very seriously with trying to to spread spread the love to, and whatnot. Yeah, he wants but, to. You can tell he wants to be the ex- example, the first one to show up, the last one to leave. But the, this, um, but this story, and I think he, I think he can't not. I think that's just yeah. nature. But you know. but the story with Brandon, what what happened? Oh was, yeah, yeah. So, yeah so so he was um, <laughs> during like got off the phone and she was like, whoa. Well, okay. I guess everything will be fine. And we're like, what happened? He he was he was in Miami. He he was one of the first guys out in the field, and he was uh, delivering my less. And he was going off an exit, and he was slowing down. And the and a tire, it was like a cartoon. The tire, one of the tires from the trailer rolled past him. <laughs> and they're like, oh my God. Ah! <laughs> you know, they like pulled over, like a tire like flew off the trailer, oh and uh, that happened all the time. The U-Haul trailers, we we're blowing tires like left and right on those. Well, things. I was going to bring this up earlier, and I forgot because this is a, an interesting story. I don't think I've ever written about. I, I, this summer, I was talking to someone who's got a business for 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 many years delivering vehicles. Um, mm. Largely, I think uh, used, but, uh, but but I think also new new cars, basically up and down the East Coast, sometimes further. Um, so he knows the market really well, and we were—he's not a Tesla guy. He's he, he knows, and we have mutual friends who had a Tesla Model Three last year, and um, he knew you know what he knows what I do. Uh, but we were talking just about this industry and, and the sales and the market, and uh, and he he noted uh, just basically offhand he was noting that i was asking about pricing and like different things about this business and he noted that uh yeah i mean generally historically it was uh it was cheaper to ship a car from west coast to east coast so shipping cars on trailers from west coast to east coast used to be cheaper than east to west Hmm. and because tesla had so much shipping demand for the model 3 like just ongoing not just like at the burst but like they bought up companies. They have just so much. They're shipping so many cars from California to the East Coast that it's flipped, and now it's more expensive to ship from the East West Coast wow. to the East Coast because Tesla is so influential on the market that they've basically flipped uh, entire <laughs> flipped industry. the yeah flipped the basically yeah the, the pricing of, of this um, and just that wow. that much influence on such a big industry. And yeah. so you see, you go from like. It's a perfect uh, time to finally mention this because you go from you building these trailers like with people who, just, you know, they're like, hey, do we have enough straps? And it's like, that's not safe. You know, the tires rolling off the, to like Tesla being such a huge market force in the sh- yeah, like vehicle the, shipping industry that you move the pricing uh, of the it's country. Affecting, yeah, the, the you affect the, the countrywide pricing. It's yeah. like that's just that's a, that's a huge mind blowing kind of sick. Uh, seven well six yes. to seven yeah. years story it was, it was seven years this month yeah seven years this month. and this was i mean i talked to him uh, a few months ago and i don't know what his point of reference was but i assume this started at the end of last year because that's mm. when you had the the massive shipments so yeah. i mean so basically within six to seven years 
you go from trying to figure out how to put a trailer together and to keep the wheels on it and strap the car on it correctly yeah. and get the insurance and for the truck to moving markets. Yeah, like, like we literally, and to build the things, it was like, okay, we need wrenches. Who has a wrench? And we're like, like I'm from New York. I'm from Chicago. I'm from, <laughs> I'm from Houston. And we're like, okay, let's go to Home Depot and buy some wrenches. Like it was literally like, and then, is this a wrench? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're like, is this? this yeah, and then we're like taking pictures. Like, hey, is this the one we need? Yeah, get that one. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, and that was, and then, and and it, and the buck stopped with us. And like, how many other countless stories? Because if we didn't do yeah. that, then the cars didn't didn't get to Costa Mesa mm. and guys didn't get delivered and the service centers didn't get the trucks. And so there's like these, these how many moments in Tesla, how many countless moments in Tesla's history where there are a group of people, guys and gals where the whole, like the, the yeah. box stopped with them, yeah. on you the, know, on the production line, on the delivery. Yeah. On the, and, and it was, and it was kind of like, um, and you had to, uh, and you couldn't say like, Oh, I don't have the things I need to do my <laughs> yeah. job. You had to find a solution. Yeah. yeah. And, um, so, so this was, yeah, September t- 2012. And then, so how did your, um, how did your role then progress from, from then to like the end of 2012 or into yeah. 2000, 2013? Okay. Yeah. So in the, f- uh, fall, so right after that, we went back to our respect, our team, uh, went to our individual markets that we came from. So there's like Chicago, um, Seattle, um, Houston. Um, okay, so you were in California for for how long? Couple, Just, a couple months. A couple months. months yeah, help. and then um, and then we went back to New York, and um, and then we were operating out of the Queens Service Center, which I think now is a battery lab. It's 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 in Long Island City, Queens. Uh, it was a humble location, <laughs> and um, uh, and that was really great. It was it was uh, there was. It was about uh, four or five of us, and uh, they brought in uh, some guys from Chicago and some guys from Houston, uh, or from Texas. They brought in Armin from Texas and, and Chris and from uh, from Colorado. And uh, there's Nathan, Aaron, um, Pierce, and myself. And then we were the, initially the quad state. So we were New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, and Pennsylvania. Um, and then um, and then we got a, we got. A, Philly presence in Pennsylvania. Um, but then, yeah, we would just, um, deliver cars and it was, um, it was really wild because, um, the, they you know, in California, they're like, they did a hypothetical. They like timed out how long does it take to load a car and how long does it take to print out the paperwork? How long does it take to go in transit to the average place? And then how long does it take for a person to sign their name and to go over the car and then drive back? I'm like, cool. So everyone should do at least two home deliveries a day. It was like, this is in fall of 2012. Okay. Um, but in New York, it could take like two hours to go two miles. You know, it's, 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 yeah. it's crazy. And then, and at first they wanted the, uh, and I asked Dan in, in the, in the beginning, I was like, Hey, if it's in the city, like if it's in Manhattan, can we just like, if we get the owner to like sign off on it, can we just like drive the car in there? And he's like, absolutely. Cause it's like crazy to like deliver a car in the city, yeah. of, Man- yeah. in the city of Manhattan, yeah. Yeah, or in Manhattan Island. Um, but for like Long Island, upstate New York and everything, um, the, um, but we had to kind of just adjust our timelines for like traffic and blowing blowing tires on on the trailers if that <laughs> happened and, and and just all of these things. Um, 
the uh, I think the most interesting, if you want to hear an interesting anecdotal story, there's there's so many. Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. The, <laughs> Everyone the, is raising their hands. Yes. The, uh, well, uh, well, let's talk about the Queen's the Queen's Service Center. That was interesting. This so looks it was like, like it's going somewhere naughty. He's like, yeah, yeah. Well, it was it was it was in it was in Long Island City, <laughs> Queens, which is a very basically Long Island City used to be like in, it used to be like shipping uh like factories and warehouses for the shipping industry in like the 80s okay. and then and then it became um just kind of this barren post-apocalyptic urban wasteland uh but cheap real estate so uh tesla like, hey we'll move in here so um but it was on the same our our, our the service center was on the same street as a penitentiary and it was, <laughs> it was like barbar a lot of barbar involved in the area and um uh, the, um, and there's, I think there's like 16 parking spots and like, that's it. It was like this little corner It was like this little, it looked like a little, like one of those like mom and pop service stations with like one garage, you know? And then there, but these cars would come in, like we'd get like two eight car carriers at a time. They're like, well, that's the parking lot. <laughs> it's like, no, they're real. And so like we're unloading, like on the shoulder of the off-ramp of the 495. You know, so it'd be like snowing, you know, like unra- <laughs> you're know, like loading a car under a trailer. Like there's like buses and taxis and like oh teens texting. <laughs> you gotta like tuck in. You have to like wait for a car pass and then you have to go and like shut the car down and like, go and wait for a car like, you know. Uh, and, uh, and then and it, was, it was like we're lining cars up on the shoulder of the 495. And miraculously, nothing is amazing. Nothing happened. Like it was providence, uh, and it be and, and uh, we were unloading cars just like on this. We'd deliver people in Hudson Valley. It'd be like they lived on the side of a cliff, and it'd be snowing, and it's like the ramps are like slippery. You know, you're trying to the you know the little ramps from the the trailer. You're trying to load the car off, and you could feel it like shimmying. You're like, please don't fall off the cliff. This would be really bad for PR. And uh, and and, uh, and it worked. Um, uh, oh, and Hurricane when Hurricane Sandy hit, that was crazy. Oh yeah. So Hurricane hit, Sandy hit that that fall. And that fall of the first mile less. Yeah. Yeah. And so we. We're keeping. We are. It became very obvious that we couldn't keep the cars at at the the Tesla service center in Queens because there wasn't enough room. They did this amazing job. I called it Tesla Tesla Tetris. Where at the end of every day, the the techs and kudos to them. They stacked the cars. The, every lift there's like three lifts, and then and then a, a tire tire uh, alignment rack lift. They would put the cars on the lifts, lift them up, then pull the other cars and tuck them in, and then tuck all the other cars, put a car in the alignment rack, and then tuck it in. And then at one point we had the prototype X, the one like from yeah, yeah. that you see in like every picture, the yeah, um, one that it, it was a rolling chassis. Yeah. Um, that was like we're, it was just like tucked in the corner like a naughty child <laughs> for like months. <laughs> like it was just like it was like a Model X. Like, like there a was like, yeah, it was so funny. Uh, I think it was like it, there was show, I think it was in the um, the Garden State or uh, Paramus. Did you bring this store. up with your was your father in law who bought the X? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Did you bring this up with him that you had the prototype X staring at you from the corner? Like, <laughs> well, back then, so like no one knew what yeah. Model X was. It yeah. was kind of like like the unveiling had happened like you know early like in two thousand. 
ten. I think like that something like or that. something yeah. like that when they I did think, the, the unveiling. But then this was the this was the alpha. It didn't have a powertrain in it. It, it, it was like yeah. it was like the alpha build. It had the front that looked like the old Model S, you know, with yeah, the focal yeah, and everything. Yeah. It's just so funny. Which some media outlets still use. <laughs> oh yeah, isn't that, yeah, some, isn't that funny? Some will still find that image and use it as an image of the Model X. Yeah, it's yeah, so, it's so hilarious. And uh, that color was awesome too. I like, like that kind of like. Cool. Yeah, there's something wrong about this picture. <laughs> yeah, it's context, people. So, um, uh, so we started using this place in Jersey. It was this like shipping area. And um, Sandy hit, and everyone lo- everything lost power. Um, uh, Nathan uh, Checo, uh, who's awesome, another Tesla legend. He's such an amazing guy. He was um, living uh, with my wife and I in an extra bedroom in our place, just so he'd be closer to work and stuff, and commuting to work and stuff. When Sandy hit, like our house was unlivable. Was, the trees fell in front of it, we lost power, so we had to find a different place to live. Um, and then service sent, you know, we had to get electricity back. And so we actually took the printer. It's like this massive printer from the, from the, the service center. Cause we had to print out delivery documents <laughs> and we put it, it's the first time I ever used Uber. Um, Nathan's like, yeah, we use this. We'll use this. I was like, what is it? Like a cab or like a Uber <laughs> cab? He's like, no, a guy just like drives you around. <laughs> I was like, what? He's like, yeah, you just, you do it. And he knows exactly where you are and he comes right to you. <laughs> I was like, what? Like, you know, because otherwise we'd be like staying in the corner like an idiot yeah, and yeah. trying to wave down a cab. In, in another thing was, it was in Long Island City, which like no cabs go down there because no, yeah. no one yeah. in the right mind goes yeah. to Long Island City yeah. to, to hang out and then he's yeah. a ride, you know? So, um, so that was magical. That was the first time I experienced Uber. So we basically were working. It was like five guys with this industrial sized printer in the living room of my apartment. So you put this printer in the Uber? Yeah, we put it yeah. in the Uber. Yeah um we drove to our house we put it in my living room and and we had we all had our laptops open sitting on the floor of my living room scheduling deliveries we had like our little earpieces on my, my wife would bring out like hummus and crackers like, <laughs> and it was like hey sir so well you open on wednesday we'll bring it out of your house so you can be your child okay and would you like some hummus and crackers with that <laughs> like mute the phone <laughs> okay we're back um uh, um, so there's just a lot of. Are you eating th- chips while talking to me about my <laughs> Tesla? <laughs> like, no, no, sir. No. No. We're very professional here. But the, uh, the, very clean office. We had to, we had to blend uh, sustenance and work. Uh, those those blended in. Um, the delivery stories are a whole other memoir. But I think the most interesting, the the most interesting, the New Year's Eve 2012. I think that's a that's a good one. If you, if you yeah, care. Yeah, yeah. Let me well, well, let me actually just. Yeah. Uh, Oh, not got you drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going now. I'm really gonna make David look funny. No, uh, is, he's drinking in my job. No, yeah. he's good. No. So, so, uh, so uh, December yeah. 30, first. This, this is the yeah. first New Year's Eve with the Model S on the market. Correct. December yeah. So 31st. this is December uh, 2012, and uh, and this is actually uh, so actually a little bit of context. This is. Um, is this the point in time where there's about a bit of chatter like on a place like Seeking Alpha about uh, Model S and vehicles not be like having issues and uh, and there was like this there was there was this period where there was it got like a lot of attention maybe the New York Times covered it or something and then there, yeah, was, there was like there's that, there that Elon, Times one that whole fiasco where they're like driving we you know well there's that but there was just some buildup of like you know some small issues with and sure. and like customer dissatisfaction and there was this kind of risky period of um of 
of like uh, consumer demand possibly getting like oh. fatal uh, because of this mm. early chatter and not enough uh, reviews and and early you know feedback sure. showing it how awesome the car was. So this is when there was the Broder test drive. Was it that? That time as it well. Was, it and would have been. It would have yeah. been during that. So time. he he had the test drive too, and he came out and like you know as we talked about, it seemed like he t- intentionally made the car run out of charge on a, on a road trip to make to and Tesla came out with blog posts refuting you know saying we looked at the black box. This doesn't yeah. really make sense. He circled the parking lot nine times or something like that, and yeah. uh, and then Elon said I think it was on the shareholder conference call or a different conference call. He was like saying that this this took a this was a massive hit to their order log and that they like could have basically could have crushed the company with this kind of uh this kind of negative media attention but they somehow like people pulled together buyers ended up sticking with their reservations and ordering their cars then reviews started coming out and they were like this car is freaking mind blowing, yeah. and then all of it went, you know, yeah. skyward. And uh, yeah. and then this was around the time that then he said, you know, the tsunamis are going to have, or the shorts are going to have a tsunami coming for them in a few months or something, or, or something. And, and then that happened. Yeah, definitely. That was definitely. Yeah, what we first started to see was, um, of course, because there's been fud, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. This manufactured. Um, a lot negative, of manufactured yeah manufactured negative for us um, of course all through the roaster days and then of course with with the model s oh it's vaporware and okay now it exists but okay let's see what we can find now so there's all these these kind of things in delivery in delivery particularly at that time and this goes a lot with tesla but we were so far in the weeds like the outside world just you, kind of melted away right. we were completely oblivious all we knew was the task at hand we didn't know we didn't care uh, the task at hand was, it's like, you deliver these effing cars no matter what. And that was it. And, um, uh, and that must have been why, like, we, you know, keep the <laughs> we all, we all knew, like, we had to keep the lights on. And, and there was this kind of fact of like, man, we'll, we'll we, but you're not we'll in the room with Elon looking at the, like, we need this many cars delivered at this time or else we're well, totally, <laughs> we were, we were abundantly totally clear. Fun. It was so, and, th- and that leads up to my new year's story of how important every car was it wasn't this thing like oh well it's Deliver just one car will it will it matter you know will it matter will this one car matter oh my god everyone did I mean, we had this this customer that um uh his the, the signature cars being delayed and delayed and delayed and a lot of our job we'd build a big rapport with our customers i i dear dear uh, connections with customers to this day because it was kind of like um doing triage with them for months where it's like oh there's this delay at the factory there's this one guy that was furious like he was furious and um he had worked with a couple other tesla employees and got furious with them and so george uh blankenship like actually contacted me he's like david i want you to take take lead on this guy i want you i you gotta you gotta kill him with kindness man you gotta give him the love he's like i want you calling him every single day if there's no news just tell him you love him and tell him <laughs> we love him and uh and so i was having um back in the day this is way easier to do i was having colleagues in fremont like actually taking pictures of yeah. his car his vin going yeah. down the assembly line here it is it's gonna yeah. and then and then it was like end of line it needs some rectifications like oh we're making sure and it's all about it's not spinning it it's putting it in perspective it's like we care and we want it to be as good as it can be um and 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 we're figuring it out so it's kind of giving him giving him this love and um 
uh, and then and then deliver and then delivering it to them. But it was it, it was it was that customer retention because we didn't want people to be like, well, forget this. I'm never getting my car. These people don't know what they're doing. We wanted it. and so that 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 was kind of the cauldron where the customer experience element of it was. We had to show because once they showed, and I, I tried to to teach this to the Tesla employees that I'd help onboard. Most people in a customer experience situation, if they don't give what they want from the company that the the company that they're giving the money to, their their assumption is, well, those people know what's going on, but they just don't care. Yeah. They don't care about yeah. me. Yeah. And with Tesla, and this sounds negative at first, but it's actually incredibly positive. With Tesla, it's the opposite. It's like we don't know what's going on, but we care. <laughs> you know, it's like we, we don't know. We have to figure out what we're doing. Um, because no one's ever done it like this before. It's not because we're imbeciles, it's because no one's ever done it like this before. So it's not that we know and we don't care, it's that we don't know and we care. Mm-hmm. We really care. And pe- when people find out that you truly care about them as a human being, um, they're like, okay, like, okay. Because yeah. they know it's not you. I, I think, uh, you know, especially with early buyers, I, I assume a lot of them, you know, they were in there on the mission with you. There's like, you know, they're on the, they're willing to they're on the buying end. Others just wanted the coolest maybe car and they have a lot of money and they are used to like the best service and they might have really need a a kind of uh, special, special walk, you know, treatment walkthrough. But, but it's, it must've been a really, uh, just a case by case balance of how you're, how you're dealing with one buyer after another to, to make, you know, it's like the movie Magnolia. How much are you willing to forgive? <laughs> that saying that, uh, you know, that John C. Reilly says. Yeah, so in the beginning, you had early adopter and you had, man, I just got a McLaren, you know, like that. Yeah, yeah. And then now, you know, so there's like early adopter in that. And now it's become this, you yeah. know, where with model, you know, now it's like, hey, hey, Tesla, I realize you guys are only 10 years old and boy, hey, forever, you guys are right. And then you have the, like, these people are like, Ah! Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, and, uh, and you and also—I mean—you have. Uh, you obviously, there's no way in hell you're going to have a very personal delivery experience with, for people. You know, you have so many people buying cars, getting cars every day, and so many, and you know, obviously, a limited number of people delivering mm. and in touch, and, and then different people in touch, and so it creates quite a challenge. I was really in my buying experience something I was going to write about because I. Uh, have an article open with a draft title but uh the salesperson at the sarasota store one of them uh he gave me an update every day after i ordered like where it was like oh it's in california oh it's coming off the production line oh it's leaving california oh it's going and i was like oh that's cool that's a nice thing they do uh like that's really that helps you really feel i mean you of course you're excited and nervous at the same time uh, Mm -hmm. after making the, the purchase and each little notification like that is just like a nice relaxing like relief and cool exciting update it would be awesome if it was like really tracked with sensors or something and you could like track (laughs) your car like moving across the country like this should be the future i'm i'm definitely we're gonna make the case this should be what tesla does we've already mentioned in one article joanna Kreider mentioned but but uh but then i found out like most people don't have this experience. Most people get no updates about where their car is and stuff. Correct. And I was like, oh my gosh, they should all do that. Because he obviously had a way of just checking. And he said he did this with, uh, it sounds like he does this with all, all buyers. It wasn't special. And he, he just likes giving them updates. It's definitely a best practice. Yeah, and that leads him back to an old story. You know, of course, we can geopin the I cars. I could say that, that was Sean Ford. He's really... Sean's he's, awesome. He's awesome. Yeah, yeah really, shout really out awesome. to Sean. I love yeah. that dude. They're all great. <laughs> Sean's one yeah. of the good ones. And then, and then, and then <laughs> yeah. So, um, um, 
back in the day on that topic, this is kind of funny. There, um, you know, obviously the cars have the hardware and we have the technology to geo pin the cars, you know, before the delivered, we do that, you know, before delivery. Cause we don't want to be like, you know, Orson Welles, <laughs> like we don't dragging people once they get the cars, but for logistics purposes, you know, it's a good thing that if you capability, we didn't always realize that. And we were on a call with, um, uh, and, and, there's this thing that I coined called the Tesla abyss. It's what happens with the time between when you order the car and when you get the car. Yeah. And, um, and we're dealing with that with model three, which I'll get, I can get to that in a second. Um, optimizing the Tesla abyss I actually wrote in a journal essay on that as well. Um, <laughs> optimizing the Tesla abyss, shining a light in the Tesla abyss. It's an opportunity. See, just like the empty factory, this is not a problem. This is an opportunity. This in case you couldn't hear that, that really might not have been audible. I said, I also write it. I also wrote a, an internal essay, essay. essay on that as well. I also wrote an internal essay on that as well. Yeah, <laughs> one of one of many um, uh, addressing the navigating the Tesla abyss. So, um, but the the Model S Tesla abyss, the Model S abyss is way different than a Model Three abyss. So, Model S was um, like we didn't know where the car was, so it would leave Fremont, and it was like a void, like a, a void. And then people would be like, "Hey, just calling on the update in my car," and we're like, "Ah, I left like." five days ago and we're kind of like in the east coast so maybe it's like seven to ten days and then george blanket um oh no is uh 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 andrew clark uh, he's a delivery guy in the northeast awesome guy he works out of the boston area um we're on the we're all on the call with george blanket and back then it was just like it was literally like maybe 15 of us maybe, maybe more maybe a little more and um and george like what kind of roadblocks are you coming off against and there are some doozies and and Andrew Clark goes, yeah, this guy updated this. He asked me for an update of his car, and I, I, uh, I didn't have an answer for him. And the guy goes, you telling me I can buy a $5 paperback book on Amazon, yeah. and I can track it every minute? He's like, but I can buy a $130,000 car, and I don't know where it is for weeks? Mm-hmm. And, and then and George, i got to paraphrase it, but George, there's like silence on the floor, and George is like, Dear God, you're right. <laughs> it's like, we are so, going to look into that. It's, like, it's not 1990s, like yeah. He's like, he's, and he's like, yeah. So Andrew, in the most diplomatic way possible, all, all those guys got along so well. He's like, can we like activate the GPS capability in the car so we could? It'd be like so awesome if we like knew if it was in like Spokane or if it was in Jersey. Like that would be great, yeah. you know. You know, just like because we'd be like, yeah, it could be in. It, it could be in San Antonio. It could be in Dayton, Ohio. I don't know. You know we don't know if the truck broke down in Tulsa or yeah. whatever. And then some, it, would be, it was like Christmas morning. We were like, we'd be like, John Smith's car showed up. Yeah, we're John the cars. Load that thing up. Let's go. We were like washing it. You know, like, like the delivery guys back then. It was like paperwork, DMV, washing it, prepping it, pre-delivery check. Um, toilet, toilet paper supplies. To, to, oh yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> but um, oh yeah, so back to delivery. So we can. So the Tesla Abyss is like okay. We need. Um, it's super quick to order the car, and it's super quick to take delivery of the car, ideally. Um, and then there's this like span of time where it's like, all right, I ordered. So it's like we have to we have to fill that the, that thing now with Model Three, like you you suggested, out of necessity, out of logistical necessity. We need people to come in. There's, there's two needs for this. There's the romantic need, customer, amazing customer experience. Two, logistically, there's not enough time of the day to, to get the cars yeah. out. So, um, so we need the cars to move as quickly as possible. 
But what we, from a customer standpoint, the perception is, we need the perception to be, and it, and it, it is this, is we value your time so much that we want you in the car and out and enjoying your life. You know, just like when you get a new iPhone or a new smartphone of any kind, you don't want to be there like, oh, you know, I have to sign it and keep doing it. It's like, no, you get it, you grab it, it's a cool new thing I have. Hey, life goes on, you know. Uh, and um, so that's the idea. So you, okay. But at the same time, you don't want the person to feel that you just that hit. you're trying to get them out as soon yeah. as possible. You just dropped a car on them and didn't, correct didn't. That, that they're getting in the way of you doing something else because yeah. that is a terrible customer experience. Yeah. You want them to feel uh, you want them to feel that we're respecting their time, not disrespecting their needs, yeah. uh, and that's the line that is danced. Now the the ideal thing is um, uh, the the preparation. So of course they come up with the orientation videos. We really try to have people watch them maybe they do maybe they don't um and then uh the big thing at 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 the delivery centers and i will continue to advocate for this um is i've always thought delivery centers should be uh tesla land you know like 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 epcot center but with tesla yeah. like it's like elon land totally uh yeah. where you come in and i was I, and so if, if you have to wait you're not waiting. You're experiencing. Yeah. You're experiencing a world. Um, and I use. I always use the because um, sometimes your paperwork's wrong or the financing's wrong. Some people are there for like three hours. Some, yeah. You know, it happens. But it's like, well, that's the time they should learn about the car. Yeah. You know, just like in uh, like when you go to Universal Studios. Universal yeah. Studios does yeah. this incredibly. Yeah. You don't wait in line for a ride. Yeah. Like when you're in Hogwarts or whatever, you're like in. You're like in Harry Potter world. You're like in that world. It's like a ama- it's amazing, yeah. you know. And you're like, this was cool. You don't yeah. even care that you waited a half hour, an hour, because you're like, it's, you're 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 immersed in this world. And I was like, um, there should be no waiting. There should only be experiencing. So I was a big advocate for, well, if you are like, let's um, yep. let's make sure you are all set up, and this is going to be cool. Back, did we yeah, do the? Did we do the? Uh, did we do the? The New Year's Eve delivery, or nope. we, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, back I told you my goal was if, uh, uh, yeah. So December December thirty first two thousand sixteen, and we'll yeah, wrap 2012. up. And we'll wrap. Two thousand twelve. Yeah, well, okay. We'll, we'll wrap up. up this one. That's so funny. Well, we we basically made we basically made it from from we made we did like four months in in like a long time. We, um, yeah, like, um, we covered a lot of time periods. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, no. so yeah, this, okay. this, this, this we can be more disciplined like, going it's forward. Like, it's like Pulp Fiction; it's like Ooh. jumping back in time. But um, yeah, so um, well, this goes back to the urgency that every car is important. Every every car needed to be delivered. Every single uh, car. So um, there was a car that was supposed to drop on. It was like a couple days before New Year's Eve on 2012, and um, and so this guy was supposed to take delivery in New Jersey. Um, uh, like a couple days before the new year and the truck comes and the hydraulics on the truck that lower the car breaks. And so, and it was getting so like when a car would come, we would drop it, prep it and deliver it. It was like the turn on was like, boom, boom, mm-hmm. boom, like that. And, um, so the hydraulics break. So we tell the guy and the guy's so excited. We're like, Hey, your car's dropping today. And so we call him like, ah, you know, it's, it's not coming today. The hydraulic on the, on the truck, the, the, this, this truck, this, um, auto, hauler that we use transport it broke and so the trucking company is like all right there's this place in new jersey we'll go across the river from new york to new jersey we'll fix it probably have it done in two days 
and it, so we should make it New Year's Eve. The guy was really disappointed. We're like, hey, we're gonna, we're gonna take you to your house. And the guy's like, well, I'm having a New Year's party. We're like, sweet. You know, how many people are gonna be there? Like 2,000 people. Like, you're gonna have a New Year's party and a, and a Tesla's gonna roll. You're gonna get take delivery of your Tesla at your party in front of all your friends. Like, that'll be freaking great. He's like, you're right, that is gonna be great. So we're like, cool, cool. So uh, the truck comes back on New Year's Eve. He's like, great, you got fixed, the hydraulics. We're like, cool, lower it down. Tries to do it again. The hydraulic line blows again. The car's stuck. We're like, oh, my God. oh man. We, and, you know, this guy's like having a party. He's telling everybody he's getting his Tesla. Mm-hmm. We can't be like, oh, the Tesla messed up again. And so this guy, this truck driver's like, I can, I can fix it. You know, I can, I, I can fix the hydraulics. And he had like a spot. screwdriver and like a pair of pliers. We're like, how are you going to do this? <laughs> he's like, I can do it. And he's like out there and it's really cold. It's like flurry, snow flurries. And so um, we're like, cool. And then it's like 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 10 p.m. Um, I was going to try to make it to my brother-in-law's to watch the ball drop. And that was obviously not going to happen. I told my wife, I was like, honey, uh, not, not going to make it to New Year's. Here's a kiss emoji. And she's a saint. <laughs> yeah, and she was a saint. She's such a saint. She was so cool. She continues to be so cool. But she was like, cool, honey. Like, she was like the best for best for she she realized how crazy it was. Because it's it's it basically like hundred hour weeks that first year. Yeah. And um so uh and we were in those late night deliveries, we were driving in tandem sometimes. Again, for buddy system, you don't want somebody to fall asleep at the wheel or something. So me and Armin, uh and Armin's like, dude, I'll totally understand if you want to go with your wife to New Year's. I was like, no, man, let's, let's do this. He's like, cool, cool. So we call the guy. We're like, the guy, the trucker finally fi- fixes it. And it was like really late at this point. And we're like, hey, sorry for the late. Another technical issue with the truck. Um, and what people don't realize is like, these are really these are not real stories things. that They're people, the yeah. literary team is not making this stuff up. Like there are a lot of moving there parts. There are literally thousands of nightmares that happen that are not. Yeah, a lot not. of things that we cannot account for that need to line up. Uh, we do our best, but um, we did our best. And, um, and so we arrived 20 minutes after the ball dropped. So we arrived at 12.20 a.m., Dropped off the card, did the paperwork, did the orientation. And back then, we scanned the paperwork and deposited with LTE iPads in the cabin of the truck before mm-hmm. we even left. Like, mm-hmm. they wanted it, like, boom, don't even wait till you get back. Like, scan it, deposit everything there, mobile deposit, it, everything. It's marked as, del- so it could be marked as delivery, because that's like a big thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. The, the, the whole sales and delivery. Yeah. Um, what was cool, and then we, we it was 2.45 a.m. By the, by the time the delivery was complete, but California time, 11.45 p.m. Uh. <laughs> Mark, Mark, is a 2012 delivery. Hey, oh. We got back. Uh, it, um, we got back at around 4. It was a little after 4 in the morning. And um, dropped the truck off. Got home at around 5. And woke up at 9. Did it again. Yeah. But... Um, uh, next time you see you don't have to be like hey I get a high five for 11.45 delivery <laughs> it was the last oh, that, it was what we can what we can take credit for that was the last east coast delivery of 2012 because uh, yeah. they were there till the midnight the midnight I'm gonna, I'm the gonna, last minute I'm seriously going to look at the numbers for 2012 and be like that was this delivery this number delivery yeah that was it That's oh, well, the east coast. coast oh yeah. sorry yeah so it wouldn't be the final yeah not right. the final final but um yeah. but it did log as a 2012 delivery um yeah it was 2, 2.45 our time 11.45 
but uh, and then it's just countless countless stories like that but that's kind of the quintessential of like yeah if you can do it do it and you know so this is wrap for for episode two but we can uh can you give us a preview of uh how your role changed just uh just quick kind of like you know cv or, or linkedin kind of profile so you were t- delivery specialist in 2012 and then how did that sort of and based in new york Right. Correct. And then, how did that sort of quickly evolve from to, to what what's to come in our, in our series? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, kind of a chronology. Um, yeah, I'll, kind of, I'll make this as you know, brevity's not mean, one of my strengths. Yeah. We all know that. I mean, but just like brevity's a, not one of my strengths. But I'll give you a quick um, like an yeah, outline. Yeah. yeah so um, uh, it was called. There we were called DES delivery specialists. Um, then I became, and we can talk about this way. I became asset light. Um, which is asset the light. asset light? Like, who knows what that means? That sounds um, like it came from Elon at three a.m. <laughs> yeah, asset light is the um, um, I call it the Johnny Appleseed of Tesla. It's the precursor to a retail brick and mortar retail presence in a region. So I became asset light to develop retail presence in Florida. So basically, we had two locations in Florida at the time, both in Miami sales locations, and then outside of that, it was me an iPad and a car. And talk more so about that, that was that was that was um 2000. 2000 summer of 2013 is when i moved down here to become asset light that was asset light um then utc opened in uh october um october 19th um of 2014 uh before that i was in hawthorne for um all-wheel drive autopilot unveiling which is at august or October 16th. That was um, a fun event, yeah. So, so asset light, that was the asset D. Asset light, yes, yeah, so that was that. That was D. What was it? That was the, the, the D, D is coming. Yeah, the D. The D yeah, the D. Yeah, the D. The D is coming. Yeah, that's a D unveiling. So. And oh my God. And then the and then the, 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 the entendres that would come from that in the yeah. years to come. There's yeah. internal emails <laughs> about like um, ceasing them because it was so funny. So asset light for a year, then then for that big event, autopilot and autopilot unveiling and I, uh, oh, we have fun stuff talking about that. And then yeah. you went back to Florida for UTC opening. Yeah, you uh, opened UTC. I was still in Asset Light internally, but again, no one knows what the heck that means. Right. So, um, and usually Asset Light, the, the move is to become a store manager or, or, or a regional manager or something like that. Um, but I didn't want to do that. And I wanted to keep be kind of tip of the spear out front. I didn't mm-hmm. want to do back office. So, uh, so I just kept selling cars and helping with onboarding. Um, uh, then my daughter was born, and it was like, oh, yeah, it was like 100-hour weeks, then 80-hour weeks, then 60-hour weeks. Uh, then my daughter was born. I was kind of burning it from both ends. So then I became um, uh, onboarding products, product, product specialist, things like that. Uh, then for, uh, and then delivery, with Model 3 ramp, I went back to become uh, the part of the delivery team to help with, with Model 3 ramp. And here we are now. Yeah. All right, thanks a lot. So we have a lot more fun. I I can only imagine like the side stories are are the series. I mean, this is the this is what we were oh, here God. for. So this is awesome. But I hope uh, you find it remotely. But <laughs> it's going to be my challenge to like somehow create articles that uh, tie things uh, together God in a kind you. of in a kind of God narrative. To you, sir. <laughs> it's going to be fun. What a Herculean task. Yeah. Or I'll just make another writer do it. Be like I interview them. Can you make the articles? <laughs> Anyone should make this even close to being coherent. Kudos to you. Thanks a lot. My pleasure.